Hey everyone, this is a multi-part series, so if you want to go back and start at part one, that's definitely recommended. You can also hear this whole thing uninterrupted at a atheaterinthedark.com. Enjoy! A Theater in the Dark presents A Murder in the Court of Xanadu Written by Corey Bradbury The cast includes Nessa Amherst Robinson J. Cyprian Van Farrow, Gabriel Fries, and Aaron Lynn as Marla. This project is supported in part by a grant by the Illinois Arts Council Agency, a state agency, and supported in part by an individual artist's program grant from the City of Chicago Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events. The show's original music is composed and performed by Paul Sotnik and is directed by the author. Now let's hear a little more from Wong Chu. Of course Jim Kim is dead. This is the real world after all, isn't it? Meanwhile, I've raised a small army of a hundred disgruntled employees to help me carry out my plot. What? You thought I was alone? Did you forget about Cow? Did you forget about the friends of old Bayan? The plan is simple in the company vehicle rental, under cover of darkness, and through those tinted window panes, Cow will ride like a general in caravan as if to impersonate Jim Gim. The cavalcade rides alongside Cow as a security detail, collaborators to impersonate associates, assistants, secretaries, and mistresses, all to lure Akmad from the safety of Xanadu's guarded web, and then we signal to all the nations of the world with fire. And I kill. It's been an hour. Ahmad's growing nervous. His messenger didn't return at all. We're almost at the first front gate. But wait, there's activity. There's the motorcade. Someone approach it. it. Must be the guard. Hold! Well, welcome to the front gate, Ahmad. Where are you going so late? To Jim Gim, who's arriving at the gate. What? Jim Gim alive? That's quite some news. How is it possible that he came so secret that I didn't hear of it? Simple Kogatai. You can't keep track of your own men. Why should another make a different steal? What insults? I'm captain of the guard. I command 12,000 security officers who keep continual watch over this complex, and I pride myself on knowing what's going on. Your guards turned away my first messenger, so I'm looking into the matter myself, since you can't control the situation. Yes, your messenger told us the story, which roused watchful Kogatai from his slumber. And I can't bring myself to believe it. There's a motorcade there, all right, but whose? Well, if you knew much about anything, you might have risen higher in station. Keep talking, Ahmad. You'll order yourself into your own grave. You there! Open it! Open the front gate and out of the way! All right, then. We'll allow you to approach... What is that fleet of vehicles? They're not your standard type. I'll fire the accountant to approve the request. Where is Kane's heir apparent? He's inside the second car. Shall I have him come to meet you? No matter. I would only waste more time. I'll go to him and set this matter straight, once and for all. Is that a knife? Mind your own business. Looks like a pretty piece. 
are those pearls in the hand? I said be quiet! I want to know if ghosts feel pain. Let's go. Good evening, Ahmad. He wants to see him. He wants to see Jim Gim open the door. It's not the Ritz. I can open a door. He's just inside, you said? Now won't you? Did you hear it? That was Cal. His one whole line in this entire tale. But it's a pretty good one, don't you think? Here's the second half of Cal's one line. For Jim Gim and for us all! Jim Gim? Oh! Did you hear it? The one instant when a whole empire fell in one fell swoop, Wang Chu smashed out the brains of Ahmad. A murder in the court of Xanadu. I know what you're thinking. You think, Marla, there's no way this is true. But it is true. I'm sorry there wasn't more buildup, but that was how it happened. Or mostly, Death happens quickly, all of a sudden. One moment, your loved one is here. The next, gone. Okay, we won't dwell on this one too long. All right, a little sweetener for you. You want action? How's this for a climax? Someone saw Wang Chu do what Wang Chu did. This is what happened the moment after. Wait! Something's wrong. What was that? <gasps> Everyone, heads up! Everybody down! Huh? Hey, hey! Assistant! Assistant! Get to the I'm a hero, don't you understand? Arrest me, please! Please, please, don't kill me! Kogutai's guards arrested Wang Chu, but Cao, who had fled into the night, crashed his car into the heavy gate as he attempted his escape. Not true. Cao crashed his car when Kogutai shot and lodged a bullet into his sternum. Why did Cao do what Cao did? I don't know. I don't know anything else about him, but I'm sure the man had his reasons. Now, men, send news of internal lockdown. Send a message throughout the complex. Anyone found out and about will be shot on the spot, and I'll do it myself. If Ahmad had listened, he might have lived. And if he lived, Kogatai would live as well. But since he's dead, I'll be dead myself soon. At least we rounded up the majority of those confounded insurrectionists. Wang Chu, any last words? I, Wang Chu, die for having rid the world of a pest. Another day, someone will no doubt write the story for me. Some said Wang Chu should have received the punishment of old. Quartered. Limbs pulled by horses running in the opposite directions, and then beheaded. That was the original punishment for the crime, but that was a long time ago, before Cain's grandfather's day, 
when there was no real law. As for Ahmad, as for insurrection, Ahmad's deep tangled roots were all found out. Marigold, is that you? Ayan has died. A note from his family informs us now. Old Vaya. Seems Africa was too much. We'll send flowers to the family, of course. Oh, I see you had some sent up here. No, these are on account of Ahmad, I see. From the Chinese. Those no-good, mistrustful... Now, Marigold, what's the matter with you? It's the news we've received from these two notes. Bayan's death is tragic, but without Ahmad... It's the cup, sir. The jade cup. What jade cup? Who cares anything about a jade cup? The cup Bayan was accused of stealing. The cup that launched the investigation? There's an update from intelligence. So what? A thief is a thief is a thief. It doesn't matter if he's dead or not. It was found, sir. It was not Bayan, but the cleaning lady who took it. She confessed this morning and was arrested. It was not Bayan, but merely the maid. The cleaning lady? That's a long time to keep a theft on one's conscience. So not Bayan. Well, that should give me second or third thoughts. If Ahmad had his way, then old Bayan would have been served to the dogs with me as bloodthirsty as the hounds. Then what was I? Complicit in destroying an innocent man? Did you ever get that stone? The one you ordered from Marla? The one that Ahmad was bringing to you? Marla? Uh, Ahmad never brought it to me, no. If a man were guilty of such a theft who stole such a thing from a man like you, what do you think would be his punishment? If alive, he should be put to death. If dead, he should be taken out of his grave and publicly exposed as a warning to others. Why do you ask? The Chinese sent much more than flowers. Read their note. Or should I call it a novella from the assessor of the Privy Council? It starts... He was a spy, a spy for no nation but a traitor to Xanadu, and so your enemy. It was for that reason we killed Ahmad. It goes on, I see it fully detailed. That man, Wang Chu, who did he work for? It would appear our friends from China. Then they confess. Wait, they say there's more. Oh, here's a list of the specific charges. Well, that's a long list of sordid details. I'm not able to speak them aloud. Oh, her utterance is an insult to my grandfather, my father, my wife, and my bloodline. Prosecute Ahmad's followers, his children, and any member of his family. Anyone who has offered a wife or daughter to Ahmad in exchange for a government post should be removed from office. All property of his returned to its rightful owners. How many government appointees were under his control? 714, according to official records. Dismiss them all. That will take time. 
Here is the list of Ahmad's assets, at least according to the corporate role. I'm reading. Cars, trucks, SUVs, and motorcycles totaling 3,700 vehicles. Fire his servants. Reclaim any property in his name. And if we cannot recover the land... Then give it away! Or let it languish in the courts. Were Ahmad alive, I would say to him, this is too kind of fate. Were this my grandfather's age, I would order your body taken from the grave and flung into the street to be torn to pieces by dogs. And those of your sons who have followed the example of your evil deed, I should order they be flayed alive to deepen the disgrace. And then their bodies pickled. Even after your own death, I would order your body dragged from its grave that a rope be tied to your feet and that you be hanged at the crossroads in a bazaar. And over your head, I would drive the 10,000 wheels of your fleet of 3,700 vehicles. That man, Wang Chu, who did he work for, did you say? Official reports say he was a loner, but if not for him, the Chinese might have done it anyway. Oh, so it would seem. Their list of grievances runs long and bloody. They'll be satisfied now, though nothing lasts forever. That's not true. For good repute and fair fame can endure forever. I need a drink, and quickly. Who's going to work out how to pay for this? Is that you, Marla? Marigold, my friend! What's the business of the day? Jewels? Medals? Digital commerce? Global boundaries? What empires shall we conquer next? Perhaps you're in the mood for something personal? Keen's order has gone unfulfilled. What order? If you mean that ornamental opal big enough to set inside a crown, I assure you, it was delivered. Then where is it? Hmm? Marla, where is it? Pardon? The jewel, the stone you promised to deliver, that ornamental opal for a crown. You said Cain would salivate upon it, but he salivates in anticipation only. That little stone costs us a small fortune. Uh, Surely there is some mistake. That gem was delivered on time, by hand, directly to the hands of those who would give it to Cain. Whose hands? Ahmad's, of course. Then you haven't heard. I haven't heard what? Of course I've heard that Ahmad is now dead, but I gave it to him two months ago. Tragic news. Well, good day to you, Marla. We'll call upon your service when we need another glittery thing from Italy. Come on. I do much more than that. I'm more than just a delivery man, after all. What? Why do you treat me like a simpleton? If I'm just an errand boy, then I'm Hermes, who delivers to the demigod Cain. Has something happened? Is something I mean other than Ahmad's death? You'll see the report, and I'll report to Cain what you told me. I'd rather see him myself. I don't know when I might be this way again. Not possible. I used to have direct access to Cain. Yes, you did. But things are changing quickly. Then, good day. Before I go... Good evening. What? Underhanded conversation. Marigold runs the ship. At least for now. And she released me from my contract. It's so sad. Cain died of drink just last month. 
You don't follow the news? You didn't hear? That's how I came to be in possession of this rare and fabled opal gemstone. Fair enough for the Lord of Xanadu, polished to please a god-king among men. And think of all the things that had to happen for me to have the extraordinary chance to sell that exact same gem to you. You intelligent-looking customer who came to hear my tale of spoiled revenge. It's such a prize. I sewed it into the inner lining of my traveling jacket to keep customs from confiscating it. They surely would have had some questions. I'm amazed they didn't notice it bulge. This gem compliments you in the moonlight. See her now? Doesn't she shine in the glow? Isn't she like destiny in your palm? Close your fingers around her. She is yours. Just say a number, and we'll go from there. I'll give you a terrific discount. Uh, Come inside. Let's get out of the alley. Why don't you and I sit down and talk price? In the Court of Xanadu, written and directed by Corey Bradbury. This project is supported in part by a grant by the Illinois Arts Council Agency, a state agency, and supported in part by an individual artist's program grant from the City of Chicago Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events. Our cast includes Nessa Amherst as Marigold, Robinson J. Cyprian as Kane, Van Farrow as Jim Gim, Bion, and others, Gabriel Fries as Ahmad, and Aaron Lynn as Marla. Original music written and composed by Paul Sotnik. Special thanks to John Olson Communications. This audio play was produced and sound designed by Corey Bradbury. To hear more audio plays, visit us online at atheaterinthedark.com. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls. A Theater in the Dark creates stories through sound. Let's hear a short excerpt from another original audio play of ours, Comedy Noir, A Matter of Red Herrings. How are you so calm? I like the odds. 
Besides, I'm less interested in which horse wins, and a lot more interested in which ones. And they're off! 23 Skidoo takes the lead from Ponzi, making a pass at Jersey Driver. Hepcat on the outside, pushing Tripod in the rear. Flat the right to Hepcat on neck and neck as Ponzi loses ground. Hepcat catches up in the first bend, but in an apparent drug-fueled stupor, 23 Skidoo has crashed through the banisters, wandering aimlessly in the flower patch. Get off your high horse. No, that's the high horse. Oh, but wait, Jersey Driver matches flat device and sends Skidoo packing. Jersey breaks away. Ponzi fills the gap, has the attack Jersey. Jersey and Flat are neck and neck. There's the finish line. The winner is... And the winner is flat device by a nose. Ponzi places second, Jersey Driver third. We are still waiting on Tripod to finish the race. You can hear this audio play uninterrupted at our website, atheaterinthedark.com.